Welcome to Writers with Wrinkles, where authors Beth McMullen and Lisa Schmidt iron out the wrinkles in writing, publishing, and everything in between, one podcast at a time. everyone. Welcome back to Writers with Wrinkles. This is a bonus episode where Lisa and I get to talk about topics that we think are important to your writing journey. Today we are going to be talking about critique groups. And it's going to be mostly Lisa talking because I myself do not belong to a critique group. So this is also an opportunity for me to ask the questions that I'm curious about. So we're going to learn together. How about that? Are you ready, Lisa? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's let's do this. Okay. So the first question is an important one. And that is, when somebody says critique group, what do they mean? So a critique group is clearly a group of people that you will hopefully find and we'll discuss that later. It it could be two people, it could be three people, but it is generally a small group of people where you're exchanging your work and critiquing other people's work while they're critiquing yours. And so different critique works groups work different ways, but it is really just finding a group of people that um, generally are writing in the same genre and working with them to help improve your writing and help improve your story. So, okay, imagine that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm brand new to writing and I've heard about these critique groups and I've heard that I should join one. What should I expect? Well, the good news is I don't have to imagine because I was there. (laughs) So when I first started writing, I think I've shared this with you and and maybe our listeners that I knew nothing about writing. And so I originally signed up at through SCBWI, I met some folks, some really wonderful folks at a conference at a local conference. And they had a sign up that day for critique groups. And So I signed up there and that's where I met my first critique group. And it was, there was four or five of us and just wonderful women. And so that's where I met my critique group. So is that a resource that SCBWI, the local chapters offer uh, formally, or is it something that you just go to your local chapter conference and you can ask people if they want to be in a critique group with you or how does that work? Do you know? Yes. So I think in my particular case, it was some something informal. There was another member there that said, you know, hey, I'm going to be over here. If you're interested in signing up for critique group, you know, come on over here and give me your name. And she organized it. But there are other places. Not everybody is going to belong to a writing organization. And it's not in everybody's budget to belong to a writing organization. So there are other places to go. Um, and you may not be a kidlet writer. You could be, you might be a mystery writer or you may write adult fiction or, you know, there's always places where you can go to find critique groups if, if, you know, whether it's through a professional organization or like Facebook, like one of my very best 
critique partners is a gal named Annetta Cruz, who I met through a Facebook group. And it just so happened that she had posted something about, oh, you know, does somebody want to read and review my book? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it, you know. And then she offered to read my manuscript. Um, And again, this was at the very beginning of my writing career. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I sent it over to her. And, you know, within a couple weeks, she said back, and I just expected some random notes, but she had gone through it with copious notes and highlighted everything I had done wrong, every grammar rule I'd broken, everything. And I, it was a hot mess. And she went through the whole thing like a professor and explained to me <laughs> what was going on. That, that leads me to another like kind of a side, a side, an offshoot of this. So she gave you really good in-depth feedback. Yes on that trading of manuscripts. Right. So what if you're new and you're not totally sure about what sort of feedback to give? What if you don't have a huge amount of experience giving feedback? Is it still okay to join a group if you're in the learning process of providing feedback? Yes. And so when I first started, I had no idea how to give feedback. And I was so nervous because you're with all these other writers and you're assuming, you know, everybody else knows more than you, which they did. (laughs) And so I just remember like the first time, and I'm just going to say it because it's so, it's so embarrassing. (laughs) It's so funny. We're now to the part of the bonus episode where Lisa will tell us an embarrassing story from her life so that you will feel better about yourself. I, you know, this, I think this is a public service right here. There's so many stories. There's so <laughs> many stories. I, I feel like it should almost be like a phrase coined, like, oh, don't do a Schmitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what we're going to say. We need more stickers that say yeah. that. Well, and when we ever get to the querying round, I've been the hashtag of, or the, the subject of three hashtag query tips. So we'll cross that bridge. Oh, that's time. maybe that's our next epi- <laughs> our next bonus episode right there. Okay. So anyway, back to, yeah, back to the subject. Um, the first time I, I really didn't know what I was doing and I was so desperate to like offer some type of, you know, feedback or critique. And I think it was a picture book. And I just said, I think you use the word is too many times. <laughs> it was not so this is the definition of not constructive criticism. Not constructive, <laughs> not helpful. It was just me desperately in my head going, try to find something to say, try to find something to say, and it was not good. Do you think it's okay to say, say you join, a, you find a critique group, mm-hmm. and you join, and you show up with your half-formed first manuscript with very little experience critiquing other people's work, do you just walk in and say... I'm new to this. I'm learning. I'm going to do the best I can. I appreciate any guidance. Is that, you think, a good technique? Like, how, or do you just wing it? No, I think that's a really great place to start. And the other thing is don't feel like you have to say something. You know, just put it out there. You know, for me, it was my first time and I was just like so desperate to like, participate and contribute. And I contributed the wrong thing. So don't 
feel like you have to do that. Just go in and then maybe listen for the first, you know, couple times that you go. And then when you st- you're starting to feel more comfortable, then contribute. Or, you know, if you feel comfortable and you feel like what you have to say is is good advice, then of course say it. Um, but if you're nervous and anxious, don't feel like you have to contribute the first couple times if you're just sitting around having an open discussion. The other thing I would say is most of the time you're exchanging your your work. And most of the time, a lot of times now it's like just sending it via email and you, you know, can go through the manuscripts or the pages that people sent over. And if you're so new to writing, you're like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with this, you know, attack it from the point of a reader. And just, you know, and let them know I'm, I'm so new to this, but I'm going to give you notes based on my, from my point of view as a reader, which I think is a, a great place to start. Yeah, that is really very good, helpful advice, because if you are writing a book, you probably are also reading a lot of them. And so you can bring those skills to bear on somebody's manuscript. That's yeah, that is super helpful. Well, and the other thing is when people are critiquing your work, you're going to see how they are critiquing and you're going to learn from them. I mean, not just in the point of learning about becoming a better writer, but just learning how to critique. You know, I learned so much from Annetta when she would send things over and I just, you know, I learned from that. And so then I was able to apply a lot of what I learned like over to the next person. And so you just get better at critiquing as you go along, but you can't be afraid to jump in because being a part of critique group makes you a better writer just because you're getting critiqued, but you're also reading other people's work and critiquing it as well. So, okay, all of this reading and critiquing and note-taking and stuff sounds like a big time commitment. Do you feel with the the amount of time you have to spend reading other people's work and providing feedback that it is worth the trade-off just in hours? So in the beginning, I was in a critique group with five people and it was invaluable. Those, that group of ladies helped me become a better writer. But then as I move forward, you know, and we were together for a couple of years, but also as, as you start writing more and more, you don't have the same time commitment. And I, I ended up now where I'm at, I just have one critique partner and we're moving a little bit faster. And so now we just critique each other's work because it's, I couldn't be in a group right now. It, it is a big time commitment and you have to be willing to go through their work and with a thoughtful mindset and and give them your best advice moving forward. But it just is in the beginning when I was learning how to write, it was hugely beneficial. But then I found that just having one person, because then I had too many voices in my head, you know, and it, it started derailing me. So I'm like, okay, now the better you become, I feel like I had, if you had too many voices, like telling you all their different ideas, it's like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I don't know what to listen to anymore. And it can kind of derail you, but that's just me. Some other, some people may that. Love is that. really interesting. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about the impact, the input from different people could have. And there's probably a lesson there to be learned about how to filter feedback in terms of what is helpful and what is not. So I imagine in the beginning with five people weighing in on 
the manuscript, that's a lot of that's a lot of input. But I think it's a good like jumpstart, right? Well, it's a great jumpstart, but also if you're new and you don't really know that much, like I remember one time somebody talking about POV and I'm like, what is this magical acronym? <laughs> Like, I should go look that up. It seems like it's something I should know what it is. I mean, and I had already written a whole manuscript at this point. And so I went down and Googled it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that seems really important. <laughs> Make a note. <laughs> so anyway, but just like in the beginning, you just, if you're new to writing, you're such a blank slate. But I was like, everybody that I talked to had some nugget of information that I clearly needed to learn. But then as I moved on, it just, you know, you kind of find your way and you start tailoring your critique group, I think, to what your needs are as you move down the path of your writing journey. That is an interesting way to look at it, that the the needs, your needs as a writer evolve and the way that you use the tool of a critique group is going to change too. So, I mean, maybe the message is if you're just starting out, this is something you should really investigate because it has a lot of benefits. And as you become more confident in your writing and maybe your time becomes less open because now you've got contracts or deadlines or whatever, then maybe you are slimming it down to something that is faster and more pointed and easier to manage. So give me an example of a moment a critique group really worked well for you. You know, I think it just in the beginning when I joined SCBWI and I found my writing partners that really set me down the path taking the, the the idea of being a writer more seriously. And all of a sudden, you know, being with other people, creative minds that were on the same kind of path, I think it's just, it changed my whole trajectory. I just wasn't, I think up until that point, I just thought, oh, I'm doing this is kind of fun. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, this is serious. Like I'm, I'm helping other writers to become better writers and they're helping me. And it just, it felt like um, it was a turning point. Did you feel like it forced you into accountability? I think it forces you into accountability, but it also, you know, writing is such a solitary thing to do. So when all of a sudden you have other people that you're talking about writing with and talking about your story with them and talking about their story, it suddenly becomes, it just, there's a lot of joy that comes with that. And it just makes it makes the process easier, if you can even imagine that with writing. <laughs> so, but it just, it's, I, if you're starting out, I think it's nothing but beneficial. And like I said, there's so many places you can find them. If you're not part of a professional organization, look to the different social media platforms to find those writing groups because they're out there. If you want to join a critique group, how much work do you have to have done? How much do you need to bring? Like a chapter, 10 chapters, 100 pages? I think it's different. I think like with our group, it was always a chapter at a time. Like here's this this week's chapter. Like we were 
like as we were working our way through the book. And the other thing that the big advice I would give is, is to, you know, kind of pick and choose the critiques because sometimes, you know, you don't have to like take everyone's advice. You can look at it and go, okay, this works for the story or it's, it's going against the grain or, you know, it just, you really have to look at it with a discerning eye and say, okay, just because she said, you know, this person said this, doesn't mean that you have to change the story. You can, you can process it and think about it and then decide to dump it or use it, you know? So it's nothing's hard and fast. It's also really good practice to hear you describe it that way. It's really good practice for when you do sell your book and you do have an editorial relationship and you have an editor who is giving you feedback and basically a critique of your work. And you'll have to make decisions about yes, this helps my story become stronger. And no, this is not going to work. And I know for first time writers who maybe are just starting that relationship with a editor, saying no to a professional editor who works for your publishing house is a really kind of scary idea. But you do have to get comfortable with picking the advice and suggestions that forward the work and don't contradict what you're trying to accomplish. So it's, right. it feels like a good warm up for that. And you know what it is, I think I didn't take it personally. I think the first time I got a critique, I I think I might have gotten my feelings hurt. I don't I don't know. But I think after that, once you realize like this is they're there to help you. And that's it's also finding critique partners that are constructive. And in the way that they present their critiques, like if somebody's tearing you down, that's not the point of a critique partner. So it's just if you want somebody who's going to give you constructive advice, that's useful advice that you can take. And it's okay to like walk away from a critique partner. If it's not working, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means that they're not a good fit for your style or how you write. So it's, it's okay to break up with a critique partner. Well, and the other thing I, I, I think that's important to note is that not to take things, not to go on the defensive, you know, on if somebody critiques your work, if you have to start defending it or explaining it, you're already wrong. I mean, that is just a hard and fast rule in my book, because if you have to defend what you're writing to the reader in the sense, like I'm explaining it to you. OK, well, the reader didn't get it. And so you, you clearly didn't, you know, map it out or you didn't set it up well enough to, for that person to understand it. So when somebody gives you some feedback, I think it's important to sit back and process it and look at how you could have done it better. And a perfect example, I just had an R&R and there was three points that the editor had. And the first two, I was like, oh yeah, fine. I can do that. I already knew that on the second part, I was already aware of it. But the third part, she didn't like the end of my story. And I was just like, well, I'm not changing the end. <laughs> so I had to sit and process it for a while. And I realized that she didn't like the end because I hadn't set it up well enough. And so once I thought about it, instead of like going, ah, what are you talking about? You don't like the ending of my story. I realized as I was reading back through it, I'm like, oh, I didn't set it up well enough. And so it was just a matter of like adding 
some foreshadowing and, you know, just adding some little plot points along the way, then she loved it. So sometimes it's just, you just have to sit back and say, okay, what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? And don't try to defend your work when somebody is telling you something's not working. You have to be unemotional about it. You have to be unemotional. And in the moment, you might just in your mind just be going, oh, Uh, I don't really make those noises. (laughs) (laughs) You just did, and I recorded them. So now (laughs) they are recorded for posterity forever. Well, we're not swearing. So (laughs) I know. I said, those are my, uh, uh. everyone should know the not swearing is pretty hard. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm thinking that, but then, you know, she was right. Of course she was right. And once I did it, I was like, oh my God, this is 10 times better. And that's why she's an editor, you know? And so, but that's why your critique partners, you've got to look to them to help make your story better because that is why they're there. And that's why you are there for them to make their story better. It's a very, yeah. it's a, it's an important relationship and there has to be trust and, you know, giving them your story and saying, here, do it. Critique yeah. Me. And I mean, you do reach a point with all manuscripts where you've just been too close to it. You can't see it right. anymore. So getting the editorial overview, somebody who hasn't read it a thousand times is really beneficial because there are going to be things in there that you just don't see anymore. So yes, learning how to take critique groups are a great way to learn how to take criticism and feedback so that when you do get to that important editor author relationship, you already have the ability to not take it personally, to use the advice constructively. So all really good things. Do you have anything else you want to add about critique groups that we ought to know? Or do you think we have covered the basics? I think we've covered a lot. And I just, I think more than anything, if you're just starting out, I think you need to find yourself a critique group and put yourself out there. Don't be afraid, be brave. You know, we're all in this (laughs) together. Everyone starts out and I think of all the crazy mistakes I've made along the way and all the things I didn't know and that I learned from my critique partners. They probably sit around sometimes shaking their head going, how has she ever made it this far? I say. They didn't do that. That never happens. It does, but you just, you know, they've taught me so much. I mean, think of all the millions of times I've called you and said, oh my gosh, that <laughs> I have a question, but I mean, you wouldn't, you would be lost without, I would be lost without my critique partner, my critique partner now, um, who just her debut just came out this week. You know, we've been in it since the beginning together, you know, and we've really navigated the waters, not only just critiquing each other's work, but they become your support system. You know, they are the people that lift you up when you're, you are in the depths of despair. (laughs) And I think you already said earlier, a really important point that writing is a very isolated profession. You spend most of your time alone. So being able to have people who understand what you're doing is really important because you'll have a lot of friends who aren't writers who just kind of look at you funny, like what? I don't know what you're talking about. So it's good to have those people that are kind of in the trenches with you. So you're able to call on them and get what you need. Yeah. I mean, they, they get you. And so 
It's, you it's get that's... me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they get me. <laughs> Does anybody get me? <laughs> now you're getting into some existential <laughs> questions that we do not have time for on this particular episode. Okay, so that is our bonus episode about critique groups. The takeaway is go get yourself one. Now I think I'm going to have to go get myself one, but you know I'll keep you posted on how that goes. And next week, our episode with editor Elizabeth Law drops. So make sure you listen to that because she has tons of information that you are going to want to hear. So that's it. Bye, Lisa. Bye, Beth. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Writers with Wrinkles. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.